Hey guys, and welcome to Fisher Philbrick The Show. This is your host, Michael, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and giving us a listen. Fisher Philbrick is a management and production company that assembles, manages, and produces both creative projects and businesses. Our first project being this podcast, The Show. And so, without further ado, let's jump right on in. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode on the show. We are so glad that you are here with us today, and we are wishing you the very best day and hope that your week is going great so far. And never forget, if not, you still have time to turn it around. You can even turn around today as you're listening and after you get off listening to us. So we have a fun show for you today. We're going to go through our business updates as usual. Then we are going to start with our topic of the day, which is Conversationalist 101. And then we will close things off with our typical conclusion and sign off. So if that sounds good to you, let's jump right on into things. Okay, for our updates, we just have a short one for this episode. It's about Fisher Filber Kids, FP Kids. Our new kids section, as we've been mentioning, we are working on a children's book to really help launch it out. And excitingly enough, we have started the final outlining process of our doodles, the drawings, the sketches, everything that we have in there in the rough draft. We have now started the next steps of getting it even closer to where it needs to be, which is super exciting. One thing that we did do in, you know, kind of getting started with this was we created different pens for the different characters and different elements within the drawings that we were going to need. It's something that in Procreate, for whatever reason, or at least I have not been able to figure it out, they do not save your pen sizes. So if you are using a pen size and then you want it to be smaller for things farther in the distance, it will not remember when you try to go back to your normal sized one. And it is much too hard to try to just eyeball it correctly. And if you do that so many times, like you're going to have different pen strokes all throughout your work, which just sounds awful. So a workaround I did with that, which I was, you know, not even sure if it would work, but I did test it out later, you know, earlier this week. And it seems to be working really well is I found the pen that I like to use, I went ahead and duplicated it. Then I went in and renamed it. So like background elements, for example, or main character. And then I changed the sizing to be what I wanted for that pen under that name. So now when I go into a page, I will see my main characters and I'll know, hey, this is the pen I use for that. This is the background elements. These are the very tiny background elements that are like way off in the distance. So that has been cool so far. And I think we'll know more and more as we just keep going to see how that goes. But for now, that is an exciting thing. And then I mentioned on our Monday mornings with Michael, one episode before this, I talked all about the camping trip that I went on and how it was really cool that a lot of the California rolling golden hills that I saw were exactly like I was envisioning and had pictured for this storybook. And it was all in a town as we were driving through along the highway called Petaluma. Well, from that, I actually took, you know, I I mentioned I took photos and just in my mind, like really seeing those hills in real life really was very helpful. So I went back in before I started doing some of the final outlining and I actually edited some of those hills that I have because I had them more as mountains, which yes, there are some mountains and like where we went camping, there were lots of like really steep high mountains then mixed in with the hills. But for what I was needing and what we were needing for this book, 
the rolling golden hills were perfect and so I went back in and kind of leveled them down a bit and then added more hills because I had like maybe one or two and then just kind of nothing in the background but when you're standing or driving through these areas in particular you really notice how it, they just keep rolling you know I feel like that there's a song uh but you know they just keep going in the background like it never ends type of thing like rolling sea the waves you know just keeps on going so that was a cool part to be able to add in and edit some of my own sketches based on real life and what is actually out there so that should be really fun and hopefully this week and next week we can put a lot of good work into getting some of those outlines finished up because from there, you know, we're going to get into color and I think that will be even more challenging. So we've got a lot going for us and a lot ahead of us at the same time. But that wraps up our business updates. So let's jump into our main topic of today, which is Conversationalist 101. If you're ready, then let's go. Okay, so as we get started in this, I think it's always important to first talk about like why we would go over this topic, why is this interesting to us, why do we think it is helpful, and we have many different reasons, and I think there are so many different reasons, but in general, like when I come to this topic and I use talking a lot, obviously for this and just in the different jobs I've worked, going through the hospitality jobs to the morning job I have now is very high communication with customers, you know, it's talking a lot and people I've worked with both in that job and in other jobs and really just in all parts of life seem to come back to this mindset and like this topic of like, it's so hard to just start conversations or to have conversations or to, you know, just talk to strangers and like throw yourself out there. And like, you know, there's so much different things within that that I've heard. And I'm like, is it really that hard? Like, I, I personally don't think it is that difficult, but maybe that's because I've had a lot of exposure to it, or maybe I have just born that way, you know, like I'm more adept to it. Maybe, you know, maybe, 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 maybe. But I think over the years, especially recently, I've really started like putting my own thoughts together when it comes to this topic of like, what makes a good conversationalist? Looking in a couple different areas, because we are gonna focus mostly on the work side of things. But I think there's a lot you can really pull out of this, whether it's for your work, your business, the job you're in, or with your friends, your families, or while you're out and about in public. I think there is a lot of fun that can come from this and you will learn a lot and you can actually use it right away. So it's not like you have to have your own business or you have to have these things before you can do it. It will be like, boom, boom, boom. We are ready to go upon listening to this. Let's go and test some of these things out, try it out and see what good things can happen and what's gonna come your way. But some more specific things within that and why we should go over it is that your work and your job may require this if you're in a high customer service or communication job, if you're working in retail, any sort of coffee shop, tea shop, a grocery store, you know, any of these stores. And I, I just summed it up by saying like most part-time jobs that you're gonna have are going to be <laughs> where you need to be a good conversationalist and have some of these skills that will really help you out. Another reason why is talking in the way you communicate and converse is a big way to portray yourself, your thoughts, and what you're trying to communicate. It can also from there help others out if they're in some bad situations, tough spots, uncomfortable places, scary situations. We're gonna touch on that more. And then likewise from there too, you can also help yourself out, whether that's getting extra help, getting better service, 
getting upgraded, discounted pricing, things for free. There's a lot you can do to help yourself out if you are a good conversationalist. And then kind of lastly, out of what could be many, many more reasons though, is that you can help make the best out of the situations you're in, whether it's good or bad. Just kind of this idea of like, hey, while you're at it and while you're here, like, why not have fun? Why not build on build on some more skills, build people up, build yourself up, you know? There's a lot there. But I think it is gonna be a really great and fun episode and one that you will likely wanna come back to. So let's go ahead and make sure that that is the case and let's jump to some misconceptions and fears. So the misconceptions and fears I think are super important to start with and some of those that I've heard like firsthand at many of the different jobs I'm at and maybe some that you are feeling too or have felt in the past are just this overall sense that so many people are intimidated by it. They think it's hard, that it is scary, they just aren't good at it, <laughs> or that you are born with it or you're not born with it, that things won't change with whatever state they're in, or that they're quiet and shy, or they're not extroverted, so I can't be good at conversing or a good conversationalist. And really, the list just goes on and on and on. And there's so many things that people have, but those are the main ones. And I would say that, like overall, it's just the wrong mindset completely. And here's just breaking apart some of those things a little bit, you know, like, hey, if you're thinking that it may be intimidating, scary, maybe it is, but that is until you get some practice in and get your confidence. If you're thinking that it is hard to do, maybe it's hard, but that may be just until you learn your go-to routes in talking, which we're gonna go over. And you're thinking, you know, you're just not good at it or things won't change. That is until you practice it again and again and again, and you learn the skills that are needed to excel in it. Kind of the cheesy phrases that I would apply to that are that practice makes perfect and the whole fake it till you make it type of thing. Not everyone you see out there is going to be you know, the most skilled, but you don't know that and how you put, put yourself out there is a huge way of how people take you in or like, wow, they, they are so good at talking or they know exactly what to say. And that person in their mind is just like, eh, I don't know, I just say the same thing. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of like me, I'm like, oh, I just have a list of things I say and usually it goes pretty well. And then from there, the last one, like people saying, you know, they're quiet, shy, or introverted. I would say, you know what, who cares? Every person is different and has their own style of talking and communicating. So just because you're quiet, shy, or introverted, or not extroverted, or somewhere in between, whatever it is, that doesn't mean that you can kind of cop out from learning how to talk, speak well, be a conversationalist, any of those things. Like, nope, don't, don't take that excuse. We're not taking that. And I would say that being a good conversationalist, it doesn't actually mean that you're talking loud and talking constantly. That's something that I think people who are more afraid to talk, if you were coming from that mindset, is that like, you just have to talk a lot and you have to talk loud and you have to talk over people and blah, 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 and you're like, no, actually not. And in fact, I would say that being on the quieter side could actually be a very strong asset when it comes to conversing, since you actually do need to listen and you need to be engaged in conversation. And in order to keep up conversations and build good rapport and just keep things going in whatever situation you're in, you do need to listen. And if say you do love talking, maybe your problem is you talk too much and then you don't let the other person in and then the, the conversation ends and the person's like, I didn't say a word or like, I was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh and like they overpowered. So if you are shy and quiet, 
chances are you're not going to have those problems and you will do really good at asking good thought-provoking questions because you are listening, you are engaged, and you are processing it maybe slower or in a, a different way than some of the loud, obnoxious people are, but you're still in there and you still have tools that you can use. I would say though, overall for this section, the first step in becoming a good conversationalist is to figure out and realize what some of your own misconceptions and fears are around this topic, because you know figuring these out would just be a great way to start working on different areas and really prioritizing them accordingly with how they are in your life. So like I said, with the quiet and shy thing, you know, like if that's what's holding you back, you got to realize like, hey, you know what? It's okay. I am not, you know, someone who would purposely go out and try to talk to people all around. But in my job where I'm at, you know, like a grocery store serving people or checking people out, like it's okay. Like I can have my own way and find my own routes of doing it. But at the end of the day, I can still say like, I'm quiet and shy and I don't really enjoy that. But you know what? I can survive and I can get through it. <laughs> so let's go on from there though to mindset. So kind of that idea, you know what maybe your own misconceptions are, your fears, your hesitations, I would even say when it comes to conversationalists. And then from there, we can figure out like, okay, if you already know that about yourself, what are some good mindsets we can get into so that we can really excel within this and push off whether you're just beginning, you're somewhere in the middle, or maybe you're already very good at conversing. And then it's just kind of fun to hear, say, my thoughts <laughs> in my brain about these. And then you can be thinking yourself too of like, ooh, I've used that too, or I use those, or, oh, I didn't think of it this way. Or maybe I need to write in or <laughs> send a message and be like, this is another cool thing that I do. Because sure, we would love to hear that. So if you're ready, let's go to mindset. All right, so for mindset, I thought it would be most helpful to start off with some positive elements that you can be using right off the bat, and we will take them from there. But this is kind of what you could have playing through your mind and kind of reminding yourself, both as you're getting up and going throughout your day, as you're thinking about situations where you will have to talk to people and start conversations or be a part of conversations, is that it's this mindset of you are being confident, you are confident. Even if you don't feel it, you're thinking and you're telling yourself, you know what, Michael, you are confident. And then from there, you can do this, you've got this. And from there, even a smile goes a long way. That's something that, you know, it's not really like conversing because you're not saying, you know, like, I am smiling, which if you're not watching me now, then yeah, I can tell you that. And then you're like, oh, I imagine I'm smiling. But smiles are contagious and they really do go a long way. And you can also tell yourself in your mind, like, hey, the person you're talking to, they're likely a little bit nervous too, because there are very few people who just go up to strangers or go into uncertain situations and are just like, boom, here I am, I will talk, blah, blah, blah. If they are like that, then they probably have some other issues or have control power issues or a narcissistic, you know, kind of going down a different path than what we would say is good for the normal everyday person. And also tell yourself like once you've started, it gets so much easier and it really does. Sometimes the hardest thing to say is just to smile and be like, hey, how's it going? And that like that alone, which why is that so scary? Who knows? But to a lot of people that is very intimidating. But once you start it, then wow, it gets so much easier after that. And then the last two, you have been talking for so many years, for decades, depending on how old you are, like you've been talking since what? You were like 
one, two years old, maybe earlier. I don't know if you count screaming and crying and your like baby jumbling words as talking, but you've been talking for so many years and this is nothing new. Basically, you're conversing, you are, you are talking. So I think a lot of people overcomplicate it and you're like, I have to say uh, just the right things. You're like, no, you're just talking. So and within that, the last one, like you're just kind of pretending like they're your friend, you're your best friend, how you talk to your family, you know, anyone else, you're not putting yourself under this pressure. You're just like, hey, I'm going to go into work and we are going to talk to a bunch of strangers <laughs> throughout the day. And you know what? Let's just pretend like I know them because they, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when people who are serving you act like you are their friends, like you automatically have a different connection with them and different chemistry where you're like, wow, I really like this place. Or like, wow, that server was just so good at their job. And you're like, were they actually, or did I just really like that person? Or did they have really good talking strategies or points that I wouldn't think of? And so I'm listening to say this episode and I'm like, wow, they use some good tricks up their sleeve. But I would say all of these things are things you can remind yourself of that can be playing through your mind. And I would say that the mindset really is so important in how you kick things off because your thoughts and feelings become your actions and words. So it all starts in the brain, I guess you could say. So if you're going into a situation telling yourself, I'm gonna do bad, it's not gonna work out. Oh, this is too scary, I'm shy, I'm introverted. Oh, it's too hard, I've never been good at talking. Oh. <laughs> you know, all of these things. And I've heard so many of those things too over the years. If you're telling yourself that, then guess what? you are gonna be bad at it, you are gonna be scared, you are gonna be intimidated, you are gonna be labeled as like, oh, they're the quiet person. <laughs> that quiet person over at the grocery store, over at the coffee shop, who served me tea the other day is just so quiet and timid. And do you wanna be seen as that? Probably not, I don't think so. Especially not in a customer service job where the ratings, the money, the tips, everything you're getting is from how you interact and treat your customers. So that is just something so that is so important to remember. And then, you know, also you're maybe potentially also within your mindset, tricking yourself into thinking you're better at it than you may be. And that is something that we've already touched on, but just that your mind is so powerful and that your positivity, optimism are just huge. So just like how I mentioned like a few seconds ago, how the negative mindset can really put yourself down. Even if you're going into an uncertain situation if you're telling yourself like i've got this it's okay like michael you've been talking for 27 years of your life <laughs> or i mean 25 if you minus two you know whatever it is like i've been talking for a long time so the english language is not new to me whatever your native tongue is is not new and i would say if you're thinking if you're talking in a second language a different language than your mother tongue <laughs> or whatever you've grown up with your primary language then it is a lot harder and scarier but i will also say that in the morning job I work, I have learned how to take someone's order in Spanish. So it is possible to say, good morning, how are you doing today? How can we help you? Okay, what can we get for you? What size? Anything else? Okay, your name? Here's how much it is. You know, it is not that hard. And then to learn the different supplies and tools and food items that you're selling in English and Spanish. So wherever you are, there are ways that you can first become good at whatever you're primary languages, which mine would be English. And then, hey, based on the clientele you have, like if you're getting a lot of customers wherever you are who speak Spanish, like um, maybe it's a good idea to learn a little bit of Spanish because 
One, you'll just connect so much better with them. You'll make them feel comfortable. So that touches on like people that are in uncomfortable situations. They, when I've done it before, like, or I've stepped in to help another person I've worked with who was not fluent in, not even that I'm fluent in Spanish. <laughs> it's just like basic small things I looked up and confirmed with friends who actually speak Spanish. It's like the person, the lady looked so happy. She smiled, her eyes got big. She looked relieved, eyebrows lifted like, oh, thank you, like I can speak. And I was still like inside like, oh crap, I hope they don't start talking really fast because when they talk really fast, I'm like, hmm, I can't keep up that much. I know the simple, like, I want this drink. Okay, what size? And this one and anything else. And, you know, so all stuff like that. But, you know, tricking tricking myself into it. Like, I've got this. I know this. Like, I can do this. I practice my Spanish while walking the dogs and, you know, while walking around and at the, the store. Like, if someone comes in and says this, like, how am I going to say, like, okay, ¿Cómo le puedo ayudar? How can we help you? <laughs> Type of a thing. And the more I've done it, it does get a little bit easier and easier, which we'll touch on that too, how practicing your conversation skills really makes things so much better. And then just a small side note too on how powerful your brain can be. About, I guess, two years ago at this point, I had some surgery and I had told the doctor before that I didn't really want to be on any narcotic pills. I know there is just such a high chance that you can get addicted to that and then it can ruin your life and kill you, which is like, yes, we don't have time to talk about how all that <laughs> leads to killing you, but it is an issue, especially in the United States with op opioids and narcotics. So they had said like, yep, we understand that. And they gave me some just in case, but I could mainly be on like Tylenol for the most part. And that's what I did, but they gave me like three of the, whatever their narcotic, like the higher pain medication was. And one night I was like, oh, I think I'll just take it. Like the pain isn't so bad, but it kind of is. And it will like maybe prevent me from getting a full night of sleep or a good amount of sleep. So I took it and I was like, you know, an hour or two later, it's like, wow, I feel the effects of this. Is this what like being high is? You know, cause I, I, I haven't done that kind of stuff before. So I was like, it's working and I don't feel any pain. And I slept really good only to find out, listen to this, you guys. I woke up and walked over to the table to take like the next rounds of just the Tylenol. And that narcotic pill was still there on the lace tablecloth, like it blended in with the lace. So what I thought I was taking, I didn't actually take it. So all of that was just made up in my mind of like feeling a little loopy and feeling like, wow, the pain is gone. And wow, I'm sleeping so well. So if that isn't enough to tell you like how powerful your mind is, like, boom, it is so powerful. So if you can get yourself out of feeling pain from a surgery just by thinking you took <laughs> a medicine, like a sugar pill. But in my case, it was just nothing. It was, I guess the Tylenol, maybe Tylenol is what works so well. But anyways, my mind thought that I took it and therefore I was gonna be so much better off. So if you're telling yourself these things that you are gonna go into work and you are gonna be great at talking and you're gonna go into that meeting wherever you are or you're gonna go grocery shopping and be friendly to people around you and just see like, how does it change your experience? How does it change theirs? But overall, I would say that the first step to take when it comes to being a good conversationalist after you've figured out some of like the fears and misconceptions is to have the right mindset, knowing that you know positivity, optimism, practicing and really learning as you go and finding your go-tos, which we'll talk about that more, are just so important and it's really what you gotta have with you to really move you forward. So with that, let's move on to our next section as we get, you know, as we've said in some of these, like we start more broadly and then we're gonna get closer and closer and 
like really zoom in. So let's get to places to practice because I know you're dying to hear like, where can we do all of this? Well, we've got a lot of spots, so let's go. Okay, so for places to practice, there really are so many. You know how I mentioned that you've been talking for so many years at this point? Well, really think back and think like, where do you do most of your talking? And how do you talk? Where do you talk? Some ones that I came up with are you know, because I'm out and about quite a bit and running around while you're walking down the street and around your neighborhood, you can be talking and saying hi. And these are just like small greetings of like, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? Or smiling at people, giving a head nod and saying hello. Like, especially when I'm out walking dogs, like I don't have time and I don't want to stop and talk. <laughs> like I am working. I got to keep going and to stop the dogs and, do, you know, it's just a mess if that were to happen. But what I can give is a, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, sweet, have a good day, bye, type of a thing. Where that is such a small little thing, but it really makes a big difference. And I've seen even in the people I've done that to, like usually their face lights up, they smile, or like, oh, hi. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting anyone to talk to me because nowadays people just walk around with their heads looking down either at the the, the phone or I was, I was gonna say the floor, but the cement, the sidewalk, the really anything other than trying to look at another human being's face. You know, there, there's so much. And I know people have even said that compared to other countries, because we've had a lot of international students and guests stay with us, through the Airbnb we have that, they even say that this area, people are so much more friendly than other countries, which is to me is like weird because I feel like where I'm at, people are not that friendly. I mean, they are if you typically say hello or hi, how's it going? But it's not like built into everyone where you're like, that's just what we do. We're always saying hello, always chit-chatting. And I was like, eh, I don't really think that. Maybe in the old days, but nowadays, especially as technology has taken off. And then don't even start with, you know, all the lockdowns and how people then were afraid. I'd be walking down the street, walking the dogs, and why would I wear a mask outdoors? I mean, come on, you guys. So I'd be walking, you know, do 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 and people would throw themselves in the street to get away from me. And I'm like, oh, goodness, like, let alone talk to me. <laughs> They're ready to give their life to get away from me. And I was healthy, so... I don't know, guys. Stuff like that is just so weird. But besides outdoors and when you're walking around, you have the grocery store. Most people go shop at least once a week. And in any checkout area, you are going to have someone that is interacting with you, checking you out. Or maybe if it's self-checkout, and guess what? You scan the item twice, which always happens to me at Target, and you can't delete it on your own. So you have to wait for the attendant to come over and take away the duplicated item that you've scanned. Kind of like you scan it like nothing happened let's try again it goes beep beep yes you're buying two of those i'm like no i'm not so even then you have some human interaction of someone coming over or if you're you know you get your coffee every day or every other day or a few times a week you're going out and about whenever you're shopping in real life you're coming across tons of different people these are great places to practice within that too when you're in line potentially with the other people in line with you I would say, and I categorize that as being much more difficult because, you know, the person who's checking you out at the grocery store, you do have to talk to them because they, it's, well, I mean, it's part of their job. So they're going to try to talk and engage with you and they need to tell you your total. You got to tell them if you need any bags, how much you're going to pay, how you're going to pay, you know, that is already a built-in interaction. So it is a bit different to talk with the people in line, but depending on where you are in line, like 
you may be waiting such a long time. Like think of Disney, Disneyland and amusement parks in general, like half the time you spend, over half the time, probably 75% of your time is just waiting in lines. And if you are not talking to anybody and keeping to yourself, like, wow, it is going to be so boring and probably even a little bit miserable where if you just look around, especially like Disneyland is super easy, like, hey, how's it going? Where are you from? Where did you, like, how far are you coming from? And Disneyland is a place where people come from all over the world. So it is very exciting and you can make good connections. And guess what? Chances are you will probably see them again in the park during your stay. I know when we went back when I was in college, there was this one, like, I think it was, they were a new, uh, a new parents, it looked like. There was a mom, a dad, and then either one of them would be holding the baby. But one of them had like a Stitch hat and then some other type of a hat, like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. And so like they were just so recognizable because like they were kind of tall and they all had these like specific hats they wore. I'm like, oh, look, it's that family again. Oh, look, it's them again. So yes, you can find <laughs> the same people again and again. And then just a last few places that you can practice and find people to talk to at work. So if you're a customer facing, then it's with your customers that you're seeing usually every day. So you can actually really get to know people. It can start as like, you know, maybe you're doing this as like, these are just one-off conversation starters and you get good at conversing, but then we'll talk about it eventually too. You get to have your regulars and you learn like to start remembering what they're telling you in these small talk conversations so that you can become an even better conversationalist and really engage in that specific person with their job. You know how many kids they have, what they do, where they're going for this summer on vacation. Like it's crazy how much you can, you know, really learn and find out about other people, especially when you're just being friendly and engaging with other people. And also at your work, eventually with your coworkers and those that you may not talk to. So maybe you are friends with, I don't know, you just get along with certain people really well and they're like, ah, those people are too much work or they, I feel like they don't like me or they're not into anything that I know. And it's just like, eventually, guess what? You will even be able to talk to those people. And then the last one, which is like the biggest go-to is like hotels, airports, camping, basically any type of traveling or vacation. And I think this is a great one because there's such a low entry point because these are all strangers and most likely you are never going to see them again and that is a really fun thing to know of just like the whole idea like you can really put on any front that you want to be like you could be a really friendly like british person british person and be like hello how's it going today <laughs> and just like go off on it or you know you could be anything and i know that is fun for especially younger people to be like let's be country today and like there's a snake in my boot how's it going ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and just go throughout there because guess what it literally doesn't matter but you can use these same tools these same tricks as we keep going into this and i think those are the most fun especially you know airports you're waiting it's another thing like amusement parks you're waiting for so long and then guess what you're stuck on a plane with people that you didn't choose to be there with them, but you are gonna be stuck with them. So guess what? It's one of those like make the best out of the situation and <laughs> see who you can talk to if that is what you're going for. And then overall, just to kind of close this out, there are really so many places you can practice. Really just look around you and then jump right on in. As we always say, the whole jump right on in. That is definitely the case here too of like, Wherever you are, you can look around and if you see a human, say hello. I found, I even say hello to dogs. So you might be one of those weird people too who's like waving at dogs like, 
hi there, how's it going? <laughs> I, I usually am like, a dog, there's a dog. That's what I usually say to them in that voice. And I'm like, I feel like the dogs appreciate that <laughs> for whatever reason. But really, there are so many places where there are people around you. And I would start even, you know, I give some ideas and examples of like, I'm always out walking. We grocery shop once a week. And then I work a morning job where I am always coming into contact with both coworkers and customers. Like those are three big ones where I always like get daily and weekly practice. So look through your own schedule and figure out like what are a few things that you're doing and then where are some places you could potentially test out and try some of these things to overall like the idea is to become better at conversing, better at talking and getting to know people, kind of getting out of your comfort zone and then really seeing the benefits it can have within you. So from there, let's get to some of the how-tos which are much more specific and will give you like little scripts of what you can say and just ideas to get you going. So let's go. Let's jump right on into some of the how-tos of conversing, starting with some phrases that you can say. Really just take these as ideas. Some of them, yes, are gonna sound a little bit cheesy, but I've also found that here are some great ones because they're ones that I've used and tested out, and I think that's always great. And something I love to do is like, if I've used it and it works, like, let me tell you, because I, like I said, I've come into contact with hundreds, thousands, uh, you know, how, however many people throughout the hotels, the events, and then the job I'm working in the morning, like it's constant, like every day I'm going to be talking and practicing, conversing. So let me tell you <laughs> some good ones. I would say kind of the first category though are question-based ones. And these are just to get the other person talking. Most of these will be like if you're talking and coming upon strangers. So that can be anywhere out and about and just when you're coming into even customers. But some of these look like, hey, how's it going? Any fun plans for today? Do you have a busy day with work today? I feel like that one is so good because you, you know, I don't know if everyone actually is busy, but you just assume everyone's busy and they're like, oh yeah, it's so busy. <laughs> or fun plans today. Sometimes people will just take off and be like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to the movie and blah, 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 blah. Like they just go off and they just start talking. I'm like, ooh, I'm glad I asked that. Uh, from there though, like if you're sometimes, so you say any fun plans, you're like, no, I'm going to work. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, what do you do for work? What's your profession? So that's like a boom. We just turned it around from like, you know, they're not liking that. And they're like, I'm an electrician. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, how'd you get into that? Do you really like that? Like, I heard you guys get paid a lot of money. I mean, I wouldn't say that necessarily, but I mean, maybe if you did, they're like, yeah, I actually get Da, 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 da. and then like, ooh, look at, they become all macho and <laughs> show off how much money they make to this minimum wage worker <laughs> at a part-time job. Uh, but other questions, weather questions and commentary is always so good. These are great anywhere, literally anywhere you are of like, hey, crazy weather out there. Or like, did you feel how hot it was yesterday? Like, did you have a hard time going to sleep too? Because it was like a hundred degrees or like, oh my gosh, it was so cold this morning when I came into work, I was shivering or, you know, there's so much of like, did you hear it's supposed to rain or like, hey, is it cold out there? Because I'm in here where it's climate controlled and it's super warm, but like, it looks kind of gloomy. And so like a lot of times, at least with the customers, like, no, actually it's a beautiful day out there. You're going to like it so much. And then that like makes them excited because they can share their own, you know, like expertise in quotes, because they literally, what did they do? They walked out of their car to the store, <laughs> but you know, it's a great way to connect with them and get, get them talking. I feel like most of these questions and like how to's and phrases with the question base 
the goal is to get the other person talking. And my favorite one, now that as we're recording this, we are right into summer, is like, hey, do you have any summer summer plans or vacations planned for this summer? And that one is a great one because most people, especially now that the world is kind of like opening up again, which, uh, what a gross phrase <laughs> that we have to keep on saying. But there is a lot more that you can do out and about now is that, yes, a lot of people are going to different states. They're going out of the country. They have so many fun plans they're doing. And guess what? People like to talk about those fun plans. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, from there, though, too, especially if they are younger or they look like they're in school, would be like, are you out of school yet? Are you, are, are you on your summer vacation? Oh, cool, great, C congrats, happy summer. You know, all of those things that get people like super excited and pumped up. If you are in, you know, the end of the year, then it could be like, are you on your Christmas vacation yet? Your winter vacation? You know, all of these things of like really connecting and figuring out how to connect with them, asking those types of questions. If they say they're still in school, then it would be like, hey, what are you studying? Or, oh, you're going to school? Where are you going to? Is, you know, I, I think it's so hard to know. So I don't ever guess anymore of like, are you down around the corner at the high school? Or are you, because a lot of the high schoolers look much older. And then some of the older kids look much younger so I you know it's like opposites where I'm like I don't even want to guess so just tell me what grade are you in or where are you going and they're like the community the community college I'm like oh I thought you were probably still in middle school or like early high school so good thing but within all of these like I said it's really just to get them going get them talking most people if you didn't know they like to talk about themselves share about themselves talk about funny things that have happened to them and like really relate and connect with other people so like the whole was it, it was so hot last night. Did you have a hard time sleeping? They're like, yeah, like I was up for most of the night and I had the fan on, the AC going. I'm like, oh, you know what? Me too. Like I threw all the covers off and I just had one blanket and oh, like you're connecting. You're like, yes, like, whoa, we felt the connection there in the conversation. And it's really only like a couple minutes long, but guess what? Like they are going to be so like uplifted and like, wow, woo, that was great. And now I get my drink and I'm out of here type of a thing. So there is so much that you can do within that. But I would also say, within that be ready for them to turn the question back on you so that is something that i have happened quite a bit it's usually the people who aren't chatty so if you are the one who is more quiet and shy and introverted if someone asks you a question like say at the grocery store or the clerk wherever you're at or the barista whatever you're you're a customer at if they ask you a question any fun plans you're like no just going home how about you because that's something that I feel like there some people are just trained to do. And it is polite, you know, to ask the other person. But sometimes they're like, oh, I wanted you to keep talking for a little bit more before I had to, <laughs> to re-engage. So, and that's sort of, the sort of the mindset too, especially if you're working a lot and constantly with a lot of people is you don't have the energy to just be talking yourself all the time. You You kind of like pull it out of other people. And I think that is a good hint and thing to know with conversing is, it isn't you always talking, as I mentioned, like you need to listen, you need to engage, and it's asking the right things to get them to talk, to feel comfortable, to connect with you, and then you can always jump in. But a lot of people, when I ask the fun plans thing, they ask, and, and you? And I'm like, oh no, like they're asking. And it's always on Saturdays, because I usually save that question for Saturdays, because most people do things on the weekend. I'm like, well, I hope to take a nap. That's going to be my most fun thing to do. And then I've got a couple yards to mow and take care of. And then I'm usually clean the upstairs of the house and clean the bathroom and take a shower. So like the nap and shower are the fun things because 
I get more rest and I get clean and <laughs> shave my face. <laughs> so, you know, like with that, I'm like, oh man. But let me say though, now that I went camping, cause that was last weekend, if anyone asked me, so I asked any fun summer plans and then they say, we're doing this. How about you? I'm like, yes. And guess what? I already did them. I went camping and let me tell you about it in about less than 30 seconds <laughs> so that I can move you along. But that is something so fun that once you do have something fun is that you can share with that. And I would say, within these how-tos and as you're going is just figuring out your own answers so that if they do turn it back on you, you can have some go-tos of like, I'm watching the game later today. That's what I'm going to do fun. Okay. So from there though, so those are more question-based as we keep going would be compliments. And that's kind of another section of how to get into a conversation, how to get things started and really kind of like push them over to your side. Because I would say kind of generally is that people love getting compliments and they're great conversation starters. They like being brushed up, told they look good. And one like caveat within this, I would say, is that I found it's typically easier for like women workers to compliment others. It just comes across so much easier, so much more smooth and a little less creepy slash maybe inappropriate. Not that I think it is, but I am super chatty. And when I hear some other girls sell like other women like, wow, that looks great. That sure looks awesome. Or that necklace or your hair or, you know, they're really like really kind and really nice compliments. But I'm like, oh, that would not come across good if I said that. Or even if the girls are complimenting guys, like it's just like kind of flattering them and it's not seen as being taken as more. So I would say if you're a guy, you know, I find the compliments much harder to do. And I kind of steer clear of those just because sometimes I get weird looks or weird reactions that I'm like, I think you read into it wrong. Like, I don't really care about whatever I just said. <laughs> oh, it sounds so awful to say that. But, you know, I'm I'm there to help you have a good day, to make you feel better, to really connect and give you a good experience. So am I really trying to pick apart everything you're wearing because that's what I'm thinking? No, no, no. It's just, a, it's a part of what it is. So some ideas with that, like, Hey man, love your shirt. You got, I mean, I wouldn't say love your shirt. Like, Hey, that's a really cool shirt. <laughs> but maybe if you're a woman, like, I love your shirt. It looks so great. Or, you know, Hey, you've got a really nice smile. I started saying that when the mask mandates were coming down because so many customers, I had never seen their faces fully. And so many of them really did have good smiles. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but like, you didn't look so great with the mask on, but like you took that off and like, boom, it transforms your whole face. Like you look so much better guy or girl cab with both. Like they got so much more attractive, so much more friendly, so much was in their smile, which I think, you know, think back. I just, we just talked about like how smiles really go a long way for me being a worker and seeing people smile like, wow. So like, nice. I've never seen your face. you got a really nice smile <laughs> type of a thing, or kind of the ones that I use because as I said, I, I tend not to just because it can be taken weird, but like, hey, that's a really cool watch or really, and I sound so stupid. I feel like when I say it, anytime someone pays with like the Apple Pay that's on their Apple watch, their watch on their wrist, or it could also be Fitbit. There's a lot of different brands where you can scan and pay with credit card, Apple Pay, gift cards, any of that. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. What a cool watch. Isn't that crazy how you can have your credit card in your watch and not need anything else but your watch to do it? And they're like, oh yeah, da 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 da, and keep going. Or they have a cool wallet. Hey man, nice wallet. Or, oh, that's a really cool hat. And then I would say some follow-up questions if you're gonna give compliments at least from what I've heard, because I've heard some fellow employees that like they start with a compliment and their whole interaction while they're taking their order is just like, 
puffing the person up. Like they say, hey, I love this shirt or I love your jacket. And then follow up question, where'd you get it? You know, I've been looking for something just like that. And how do you like it? Would you recommend it? And once they tell you where they got it, like, did it seem priced pretty fairly? You know, there's so much once you go, as you see, like you just keep pulling out all of these threads of like, boom, 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 boom. And then before you know it, you're like, well, your, your drink or your food is ready or you are all set, your payment went through, see you later, bye. And I'm always amazed, which some people say like they are like impressed when I talk to some people and how easy it sounds. But I feel like the compliment ones when I hear other people, I'm like, wow, that's something that I either need to keep working on or like I mentioned, I kind of stay away from that because I don't want to be taken wrong or seen as harassment. I don't know. But if anything, and you want to give compliments, just you know, stick to words like, hey, that's so cool. Or like, what an awesome jacket. I feel like those are for the longest time in the winter. Anyone who had those Sherpa, like those furry line jackets, I would tell them like, I love your jacket. It's so cool. It looks so warm and cozy. And I've been looking for one of those because that was actually the truth. I had been looking for such a long time and I finally got one. So those things in your life that if you like, you can bring your own life into the conversations. And I think you should like, once you get to being like say a very good conversationalist or like kind of more advanced or more comfortable even within that is that you don't need to just throw out these more shallow things but you can you know really get into sharing your own life and your own experiences and I think that is kind of the key as you get going so like the hardest part maybe to jump in there but once you're in there like things you know who we're getting in there it's so much easier now and then as you keep practicing you see like oh you can put tidbits here and there or i've even learned like some customers are super chatty so like the camping trip i had i had to wait to tell one of the customers because i was you know not at the register i was a different part but really busy like running around and making things and you know very fast pace and i was like I really don't have time to talk and like tell them all about the camping trip as I should because I think I do want to tell them eventually. But it's kind of like picking and choosing how much you tell and what you tell the certain people based on once you know them. And that's kind of as we go on from here is that if they are people that you regularly see, so that can be your neighbors, the people, like I walk the neighbor dogs kind of the same time. I see most of the same people, the same people at the car lots, the same guy with a limp that hobbles down the road and you know, I see even some customers for my morning job at their own works that are just down the road. So I see kind of the same people every day as well as the customers. So if you are regularly seeing them, I would say a big, big hint and tip is to remember what they tell you because remembering things about other people goes such a long way and it will win you lots of points in being a good conversationalist. And then also though, if you're like, how am I going to remember? Don't worry. I do that all the time. If you forget, you're just like, hey, remind me real quick, what were your summer plans? And then they tell you, oh yeah, you were telling me about going to the beach down south. Like that is so cool. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. You know, see how that was kind of like a save or like, hey, I think you told me like, did you have kids? And I've done that before and I'm like, I know they told me they had kids, but I don't remember if they're the one with little, little kids or a boy and a girl or two boys, two girls, you know, like, I don't know, but they said something or like, they look like they should have kids. (laughs) And then you know, if they're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah, that's right. What what were their ages or how old are they or what are they doing? Or don't even get that specific. Just like, how are they doing? Are they still in school right now? And like, oh, I bet they're keeping you busy, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then I don't know, it just seems to work really well. So instead of, 
using that as like, you know, my say my memory forgets or I don't see them enough and then I start losing them compared to the other people. There are ways to like still be friendly and, you know, cover up for forgetting them or like, oh my gosh, I totally, for some reason, am drawing a blank. What was your name again? So stuff like that comes across really good. And I've heard other, other coworkers, I've heard they use that too of like, oh my gosh, I just come across so many people and I know your name, but I can't remember it today. Or like, I'm just feeling super sleepy today. So my brain's not quite awake yet. And that's, those are all like excuses they use. And you know what? It does a good job though. Some of them I'm like, dude, you never remember any of these people's names. So (laughs) like they're just living on excuses and are not remembering. I would say though, like a super trick within this is to get the person excited to talk to you, to be friendly. Overall, like being friendly in life will get you a lot of places, especially in the conversations you're starting, that you're talking, that you're holding with other people. And especially when it's coming to customers that you're coming into contact with or people on the street or your internal employees, really anyone, even your family member. It's just like getting them excited and pumped up really does you know, bring so much to them. And so some of that can look like, you know, if you're at the beginning of the week, hey, how was your weekend? How did it go? You do anything fun to, you know, you're at Friday. Happy Friday. Oh my gosh, we finally made it. And that's something that I do so much. So like, as I'm saying, I'm like, oh gosh, that's part of my scripts. I'm like, hey, happy Friday. They're like, yeah, happy Friday. I'm like, we finally made it, right? They're like, yeah, actually, yeah, we did. And then I'm like, okay, how can I help you today? You know, like all of that is like not really a needed thing to put but at the same time it like boom we already have such a good thing going (laughs) from the start where if something else goes bad then they're like you know what it's okay like no worries man or the service was too slow or something happened you know they're already on a good pace a good note by the time they're leaving the register or wherever they are in the store so those are good ones or if it's almost friday that of course is hey you're almost a friday don't worry you're two days away like one day away oh my gosh which i think is so funny because i work saturday mornings too so i'm like "Eh, fridays don't mean much to me but part of that idea of like you're bringing the other person in and like we're in this together like we are almost there it really does something that like really connects the person with you so if you're having conversations anytime you can be like yeah we're in it together or especially with sports games of like are you gonna watch the game yeah i'm like oh we're gonna win tonight yeah or like it's gonna be so much fun to you know talk with them the next day once you get to weekend happy weekend happy saturday or we finally made it hooray you know these are all you know overall <laughs> as we finish these i would say these are all very simple and easy things to say and remember and they're not necessarily deep how we kind of mentioned that but you can easily use them to go much deeper so like i mentioned you know, hey, any fun plans? No, I'm working. Oh, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm a nurse. Oh, okay, I could end it there if I wanted to. You know, maybe I'll do it on the first day and then the next day, oh, hey, how's work going? Oh, it's going pretty good. What section of the hospital are you in with a nurse? And one of them that I talked to, she helps the aftercare of people who have gotten lung transplants. So that to me, I mean, anything medical related with that kind of stuff is so exciting to me. So then I was like, even though like, It was super early, so we weren't that busy. I'm like, oh, weird, that, I mean, cool, but whoa, that is so cool. Like, so you're talking to people when they, like you see them when they get their first breaths of fresh, clean air with new lungs. Like, how is that? Is that just like amazing? And like, do most people get to breathe freely right away or do they still have to be on like ventilation? How does the medication work? Like, boom, there's so much. And like, normally they deal with that kind of stuff every day. So it's not that exciting, but when you pull some of those things out, like, 
like literally you get to see their first breaths while they're consciously awake of seeing like how they may have had lung disease or cancer or they smoked a ton <laughs> or other you know diseases that you could have and like they've had years likely many years or a decade or two of like labored breathing and then to see them like get fresh air like that is so amazing. So boom, right there, like we went really deep into all of that where I could have left it with like, oh, you're going to work. Hope works a great day to what do you do to what section are you in? And like, how, how do you think about this? Or how do you feel? Or how is it? You know, things that I will never get to see. Like I will not be a nurse in a hospital in the recovery section of surgery after getting a lung transplant. <laughs> like those are things I'll never experience. But because I was interested and curious and friendly, like I was able to pull those things out to make it much deeper and not just keep it shallow. So I think being interested and curious in what other people do and their lives is also another great takeaway as we keep going through this. And you do a great job when you're practicing and just practicing a bunch and a bunch to then when you can start looking like a pro or talking like a pro and very smoothly. And it is okay within all of this too, to repeat and say the same things again and again, especially if you are coming into contact with a lot of people, whether that's out and about or every time you grocery shop or you're customer facing in a part-time retail job, of you can say the same thing. And I think that is one of the misconceptions is that people think you have to say new things and be coming up with new topics and new conversations, new ideas. No, 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 that is not the case. I myself, I say the same thing and my coworkers can definitely tell you and especially on those weather days when we do have insane like weather, which is not very likely. I love to bring that up because it's something that is like people relate with that so well or like it doesn't usually rain very much here. So if we have a good downpour, like, ooh, that is such a sweet topic to talk about. So like every day, me and uh, another coworker, we work usually me and him like most mornings together. Like we'll tell you, like we both just hit on those same things and then you can kind of play off each other like if you're ringing them up to then helping them out with their order, you kind of continue the conversation going and boom, boom, boom. Then we both say goodbye and it's like, whoa, this was so smooth. This was like butter, <laughs> butter. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a phrase people use. But the idea that like we're using then each other to bounce off and like be good conversationalists both with each other because we already are and we get along well and have good talks while we're setting up the store to then drawing the customers into it to get the overall experience much better for that customer. They're gonna wanna come back. They're gonna wanna see us again, hopefully give us more tips, good reviews. But at the same time, it is fun for myself and this coworker to be like, whoa, we're boosted up. Like, whoa, that was a great interaction. Like, whoa, how fun. So there are things within that, that as you go, especially if you're at work, like try to have as much fun as you can. And I have another coworker who he was always saying like, why are you so happy? Why are you so much energy? And I'm like, oh, like internally, I'm not really feeling happy. I'm just like, I'm stuck here for this amount of time. How can we have fun? How can we like be silly and weird, but also normal enough where no one notices except maybe the people behind the counter of like adding small comments here and there or singing along with the songs, you know, like to me, that's just like coping mechanisms to like make the most and have the most fun I can at work and while I'm there. But to other people, they're seeing that as like, oh, he's, you know, like just always happy. How exhausting. Like I could never do that. I'm like, 
no, it's not that. <laughs> like partly it's like just trying to get through, but then partly I do say the same things again and again. So the whole like, how's your weekend or how's the how's your week starting off? That's a great one too. To like, hey, we're halfway through the week today. Awesome. You only have two more days till Friday. Are you looking forward to the weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Blah 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 blah. You know, there's so much that you can say. And I would say as you get practicing it, you get used to this and it becomes so much easier just to jump in with these things. So from here though, let's go to our next section of tips and pointers. Because as you see, like you're probably like, yeah, you could talk forever. Yes, 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 yes. So tips and pointers, I would say take in the scene and the scenario. If it's super uncomfortable or there could be a safety concern, don't engage, don't talk to them. I know when I'm walking to work, because the place I'm at is, I'm, I can walk there, which is great, save gas money. It is before 5 a.m. in the morning, and I just have a rule that I don't talk to anyone. And usually there aren't people out, but I've learned if you're out before 5 a.m. in the morning, chances are it's not for anything good. So I don't engage with anyone. I, if I see someone on the sidewalk, I walk in the bike lane. I get as far away from them as possible out of safety for myself, and I need to get to work safely, and I don't want any anything uncomfortable or weird to come up. You know, there's just too many, too much risk in there. So saying like, that you have to talk to everyone is not a good idea. <laughs> so gauge where you're at, what's going on around you. From there, if they're being very difficult, just finish up with them and move along. Like you're not gonna win and have a good conversation with everybody. And that's something that as you get to talking with a lot of people and conversing, you'll see like some people are just duds and you can be use your same lines that work on almost everybody. But guess what? You're gonna have those two or three people who just don't understand you. They don't get it. They're not interested. They are a lot of times very super sleepy early in the morning. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, they're tired. They don't want me to talk. And if I talk too much and act excited, they are going to be more annoyed than not. And that goes within kind of the next point of like, not everyone really wants to talk. And you know what, that's okay. You know, you kind of will learn if you don't already, kind of this gut feeling and instincts and kind of reading the room and the situation like, when you should ask more and then when you should really just leave it be and kind of leave them to themselves from there kind of the last one too within that is you know if you can't read the room and kind of the person is gauging the temperament of the person and kind of playing off of that to then help you get further in the conversation or whatever's taking place so if you can talk to them just short in a short amount and good go like awesome but if it's a longer conversation or they're a regular person and you can tell they just don't really vibe with you, like check to see like how are they as a person. And I have an example of that of like this one guy in the morning, he is like jokes around that I am too awake and too happy and too good of a worker in the morning, which I think is garbage. I'm like, that's what a job is. Like they're, they're paying me to be this. So that's why I'm polite to you. I remember you, I ask you questions. I say like, hey, good morning, man. How's it going? because don't you want that if you're going somewhere super early? I think yes. But eventually, I actually got more annoyed that he kept saying that like, I wanna see him get angry, I wanna see him swear, I bet he never gets angry, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh man, you are making me so annoyed right now. So guess what I did though, because he is a much, he's like a construction worker, much more rough around the edges, I guess you could say. But you know what I do now is that I don't greet him as happily. I'm just like, hey, what's up? What can we get for you? You getting this? Okay, cool. How's it going? How's it work? You know, very like not upbeat and friendly, but it's still communicating, but it's more down to his temperament of he doesn't want someone who's happy in the morning. He wants like boom, 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 
like short. And if I can, like I, I just try not to talk to him very much at all. And when he leaves, like he's just as friendly and happy with the interaction. But he has stopped joking about how he wants to see me less happy or wants to see me get angry or swear. So I think that is a success. <laughs> and that's something recent within the last few weeks where I'm like, man, let's try out a new tactic. And it's not that I'm being fake or you should be fake in these interactions with people, but it, there is to some extent importance to knowing how that other person is and what they're going to react well to and kind of if you can and depending on the situation like use it to your benefit you know use it to help yourself from here though we are almost ready to go to our conclusion but i have it as like listening responding and then asking the other person so within this i would just say that these things are like those three things in particular are very important when you're learning to be a good conversationalist and as you start talking with other people just super important is listening and remembering, don't forget that, what is being said, but you're being engaged and full on into the conversation. You're not looking around around you or on your phone or staring off in the distance or just thinking like, how can I get this person out faster? You know, you're, you're listening and you're actually there, you're present. For responding, you know, you're responding to their response by asking either more questions. So as I mentioned, like follow-up questions, or you can add in your own thoughts and opinions. That I would say I gauge what the person, what I think they're going to want to say. So maybe it is a little fake, but especially if they're trying to be very political or on topics that I'm like, I don't want to talk like about that or it shouldn't be talked about at work or, you know, someone at a part time job, like, why do they care my opinion on these things? So like if it's like that, like, eh. I'll maybe ask them more questions about like their own experiences within that or what they're thinking. I'm like, you don't need to hear what I think and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so boom, with that. And then for asking the other person, I would say if you have been talking too much, then make sure you turn it around and ask them. So you're talk, 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 but I've talked so much. How about yourself? Do you have any summer plans <laughs> type of a thing? And that's something I found with sometimes with friends or people I've talked to, usually people I know more is that I will eventually start talking a lot and then I'm like oh I'm talking so much and they haven't said you know they haven't been saying very much so either you know there's someone who that's okay and they like listening or maybe they're waiting to jump in and I'm being too overpowering so then there is a balance of knowing like kind of when to stop it and then like take breaths and a break for yourself and also add them in because it is like a two two person thing you need at least the other person and they also need to be engaged and listening and responding and going from out that as well but overall i think i would say that you would learn a lot of this as you continue and take it from us though with all of these examples these things that you can really use in the how to's the super tricks and you know those ideas of like being very friendly and curious and, you know, asking questions. It's all right to say the same things. And eventually you can go deeper with the person if you want to. Like, really, you have a lot of power at your fingertips that, you know, it's really not a big deal. But when you use them effectively, like, whoa, things can come together so well. Or you can be that person who gets the call out, you know, in the review or that they love you type of a thing. And just like we've been talking and myself particularly, I've been talking so much throughout the different jobs I've had in really high customer service levels of things that like take it from us, you can do it. There is a way to learn and you have got this. So let's head into our last section before we conclude, which will be pretty fast and we'll get right through this. So let's go.
Okay, so to finish off before a conclusion, we do wanna share some positive experiences to really show that it is worth it and helpful to be good at this and practice this if you are not convinced yet or you're still like, they said all this and I could do it, but why is it worth it? Like, eh, is it really worth it? Should I be doing it? Uh, here are some things that we would say of like how it is worth it. So from your work to customers, you know, they'll want to return to the place. They want to see you and talk to you. You'll be one of their favorites. You bring joy to their day and make them feel welcome. And to some extent, you even like this past Christmas, I got gift cards from a lot of people. And I was like, oh, wow, they only gave it to like me and the manager or me and this other person. And kind of like embarrassed not to show anyone else I work with like, don't look, but they gave me a $50 Visa card. But like, that's so nice of them. And like, it's not needed. It's not asked for. It's nothing but just them showing their appreciation. Like, thanks for looking after myself and my family or my wife. Like, you take good care of us type of a thing. So I think, whoa, that is so worth it. And then out in public, smiling and saying hello can boost the other person's day, but also your own. And knowing all of that, like all the studies, like smiling really <laughs> brightens your own mood. It's good for yourself. So like if you can find yourself, you know, just smile throughout the day if you can. And how much better is it to smile at someone else instead of being like, I set a timer to remember to smile about five times a day and the timer went off. So let me smile. It's like, no, if you can find other people, like when I'm walking, I usually could find like, I think today was like five to six different people I passed by where I could just smile and, hi, how's it going? And I was listening to a podcast, so I assumed they said, good, how are you? So I just finished with, good, good, have a good day, type of a thing. Because basically in that small talk, that's all they're gonna say because I'm walking pretty fast. But boom, made a little boost in their day. If you're at a grocery store or in line while you're waiting, it really does make the time pass faster and makes an unenjoyable event more enjoyable both for yourself, for the people you're aligned with, and the worker. Because guess what? They're stuck there for likely a very long shift on their feet. They can't move around a lot. They've got a lot to do. And you can help them have a better shift. You can be part of their entertainment. And sometimes, depending on where you're at, like if you are a really nice and friendly customer, they are going to want to give you discounts or a free drink or do all they can, especially if they are empowered. Like They want to help you out because, hey, you're just so nice and you made their day a little bit better in a hard job or maybe they're having a bad day and you being a nice, caring and kind customer can, whoa, really turn things around. And I would say with all this, you're not doing it because you wanna get free things or nice things or gift cards, but these are just some of the benefits if you are being a genuine person and you are just being friendly and curious and intrigued with other people. Like they really do show that like, like it's worth it. Like it's so nice and friendly and helpful for them. And then for like scary or uncomfortable places, I had put like for my own example, I have talked about how like two years ago I went through training, like the physical training and the written training for getting, becoming a public safety officer, most likely a police officer. So we had like the physical training and we we're all in just like a gymnasium and it was like very scary. Like we're all like, no one knew each other. No one like, you don't come with friends type of a thing. People were from all over the Bay Area. So that to me was like, oh, I can start talking with some of these people and like really helped break the tension and the silence. And it really did make it more of like a group effort and more fun to be like, hey, where are you coming from? Like, whoa, San Francisco, I work a part-time job of, or I work a full-time job in that is based in San Francisco and I commute up the train once a week and boom, like, oh, you're from here? Oh, nice, what have you done before this? Are you, and most, I was like one of the oldest people too. So I think partly that's why like as you get older with age, 
you see it is much easier to talk and not be afraid to talk and just, I don't know, like you, if you've lived a lot and worked enough jobs, you're like, let's make this more enjoyable <laughs> for myself and for the other people. And so that was kind of like an uncomfortable situation that I had thought of when I would say like, we were all kind of there and we had to be there and we needed to do good and people were nervous about doing good, but hey, okay, let's go. Um, from there, best of situations, so making the best of whatever situation you're in. I put this one on my experience with riding on planes, flying on planes. When I went on two different trips to DC while in college and I flew alone, that was the first time, first two times I've ever like flown and traveled alone. And I didn't really know how it would go, but I found at least on the the trip back, there was a lady and it was a very early morning trip and I don't sleep. I mean, I get up early and I'm not sleepy. Like if I got dressed, <laughs> got out of the hotel, took a cab, went through the whole airport process. Like you think I'm going to fall asleep then? No, no, no. I'm wide awake. And so I kind of asked the lady next to me because I'm like, I don't want to keep her up if she wants to sleep because most people were getting ready to fall asleep. And then I don't know how I asked, but she's like, oh, I can never sleep on airplanes. <laughs> and I was like, yes, perfect. And so we talked the entire time on the flight back all the way to get to California. And I learned about her kids who were a couple of seats behind me, her husband, they were headed to Hawaii. So they were going to get off the plane in California and get on a new one to get them the rest of the trip to Hawaii, what they were going to do if it was their first time. Like we had such a fun time talking and did we need to talk? No, but also, we're two people sitting really close to each other and we're going to be stuck for a couple hours in the plane and neither of us are going to sleep. So why not make the best out of the situation and have a really good time while we're at it? And I think for me, those are the most fun situations because as we had mentioned earlier in the show, like you're not going to see them again and like why not just have fun and make a good conversation with someone. Uh, when we went camping this past weekend too, my friend Jordan and I like, we eventually got to know and talk to our neighbors who were so close to us, but starting with like, oh, hey, how's it going? And, you know, where are you guys coming from? How long are you camping here? And we figured out she was actually from San Jose. She grew up in San Jose. She told us the high school she went to, only she graduated the year after I was born. So I left that part out because I'm like, oh, she doesn't need to know how young. And my friend, um, he's much younger than me. So I'm like doing the math. And I was like, you graduated like seven years before he was born <laughs> so those things though i think are so much fun and like they had a dog her name was mishka and she kept getting out so like there was so much like weird stuff but guess what because we knew them and we're talking to them when we were leaving the truck that we drove in it the battery died and so they had their car running because they needed to charge their phones it was their first time camping and they couldn't be without their phones or they needed their phones charged with the car. I don't know, but it was already started. So I just walked in and I'm like, hey, can you guys help us jump our car? And we already knew them at that point. So they helped us jump the car and we were good to go. So stuff like that, I think is so much fun. It makes the situations and trip all the more fun, deep, impactful, and really good stories. And that one with the airplane, I just think it's so funny because I was like, I talked for like three and a half to four hours straight with this woman and I've, I've never seen her again, but you know, it has a good place in my memory and I'm just like, wow, that was so much fun. So I think even if you are not a talker to begin with or think that's fun, that you can get to those spots and that time in your life where you really like recognize like, ooh, this can be fun and like it's entertainment. Like that's what people did in the old days. Like you sit around a campfire and you 
talk. Wow. You don't have phones. You don't, at some point they didn't have books. Like you are whittling, (laughs) making spheres, which I did while camping, whittling and talking around a campfire. Like, whoa, that's crazy. And really there are so many more stories I could share, but we're going to leave this there for today so that we can get to our conclusion. So let's head on over to that and we'll get you ready to end this episode. Okay, so as we conclude today, I would just kind of bring everything around with really mentioning and saying that like we are meant to connect with other humans, to interact and engage with others, and we're not always supposed to be alone or on our own. And you may think that, you know, being a conversationalist is a given trait that is only for some people, but hey, we hope you have learned and realized (laughs) through this episode that like, no, it can be for anyone And you actually do have it in yourself to be good at this. It might take more practice or work on your end, or it may be more scary for you, but hey, you will get there and you should like allow yourself to find out how beneficial it can be for you and really those around you. And even if it is scary, like sometimes even at work, I get in this mode, I'm like, oh no, another person's coming. I have to talk to them. And uh, but then once I'm in it, I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like, this is fun. So Sometimes you just got to get warmed up to it or sometimes even with traveling like you already have like jitters and being nervous from like there's so much you have to do and remember and like that flight I went on one of them at least to get to DC it was delayed from San Jose so I missed my connecting flight in Chicago I had to be on the phone with the airlines to get a new flight booked they wanted to give me a plane the next day but I'm like no I need to be here for an event tonight you got to get me on a new plane that to transfer me to a new airline I went there I showed up and missed the dinner but I made it the, you know so much like Uh, that I was not expecting, but hey, I talked with a lot of people (laughs) along the way and you make it the best you can be. And I think like you deserve it to give it to yourself to really try like figure this out and figure out your own talking methods within that because everyone, like we said, everyone is different and I don't think you should have to try to be someone you're not as far as like, oh, I have to try to be loud and obnoxious. Like, no, you can be that quiet, like snarky person who throws some words in here and there within conversations that has just as much impact and like force as someone who talks like a hundred words a minute and just babbling off in their mind. Like there are so many good things you can throw in that really capture your own, like for myself, dark humor, sarcasm, or like coming up with things really quick and like being (laughs) quick witted. I don't know what you want to say, but you can really add in your own self into that. And I think that's what makes this so much fun is that you're not trying to fit this mold that everyone fits into, but rather take some of these elements and figure out how it can work for yourself. So as we've been saying, we could add more, but we're going to end it there for you guys today. And definitely let us know though, if you have any questions, as you know, we love talking and would love to hear from you. And I think that, yeah, it's just so much fun. And if you're looking for a suggestion of an episode to listen to, we would suggest you go back to episode number seven titled Smart Communication. It covers more broadly this area of communicating that we've been talking about which will be a great addition to this episode, which is more fine-tuned and detailed. So that will get you set up great for a lot of the different areas of really being smart in your communication. And I would say after that one, like this one, boom, we go fine-tuned, detailed, focused. Like we will get you ready to go. And you know, if you ever call me or talk to me, you, you can bet I'm gonna ask you some great questions and we're gonna be friends within the first couple of minutes. And I think that's how it should be, especially if you are a good conversationalist and hey, it's a good thing to hear if you're listening to this, wanting to learn how to be a better conversationalist and the title is Conversationalist 101. So let's hope you got some 101s out of that. <laughs> Not that I know what that means, but 
with that, let's wish you a very great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>